everybody, and welcome to The Wench Bench, where friends sit and talk about fabulous fictional females and how their stories have influenced us throughout our lives. My name is Allison. And my name is Fonda. And today is another movie night episode, despite the fact that we are recording it in the middle of the day. <laughs> we ignore that. <laughs> I still watched the movie at night. Same. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about Do Revenge. This one's a long time coming. I was really excited when Allison was like, yes, we're going to do it because it just has all of like the the recipes for a good movie, like in the trailer with the soundtrack that I listened to way oh. before I watched the movie. And then with just like reviews of people talking about it. I was like, this is going to be a great <laughs> movie yeah and it was it was oh i can't wait to talk about it uh but first off i guess like spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie uh here's a quick summary of the film yeah definitely spoiler alert because there's a ton of stuff that we need to talk about that requires oh yeah like the The story with everything and we can't just gloss over any moment in this so so, (laughs) you've been warned and don't be mad at me or allison also it's on netflix just go watch it i know it's been out since like september so we're good this is probably the quickest turnaround we have ever done for a movie that has been released though so i'm proud of us it's true look at it look at this go (laughs) one day it'll be the day after yeah (laughs) we'll be like here we are uh, when I feel safe to go back to a movie theater again. <laughs> yes, so you, you, we'll see how those go. Uh, so, Do Revenge is a 2022 American teen black comedy film, which I, when looking up the description, I'm like, teen black comedy film? I was like, oh. I, know, I was just kind of uh-huh. like surprised. It takes to about the last quarter to get to that real black comedy. Oh, it does. Yeah, and then it really digs it. it like, there's a point where we're like, here's the switch. Yeah, here it is. It's good. It's directed by Jennifer Caton uh, Robinson, who co-wrote the screenplay alongside Celeste Ballard. It stars Camila Mendez, who's in Riverdale and plays Veronica. Maya Hawke, who's in Stranger Things. Ugh. Yeah, she's Robin. Rob, so juicy. Uh, Austin Abrams, Rish Shaw, and Sarah Michelle Gellar, and is loosely inspired, which I didn't know, so it was cool to kind of like look up some info about it. Alfred Hitchcock's Stranger on a Train from 1951. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was released on Netflix on September 16th of 2022. 2022, September 16th, 2022. <laughs> I'm, my brain is tired. She's a rough day. It's I got rough. I got my COVID and my flu shot like three <gasps> days ago, and I'm still... <laughs> You're still feeling it? <laughs> it's a I'm rough still rough. Week, so. uh, Drea is a popular student. Uh, Drea is played by Camila Mendez. She's attending this fictional school called Rose Hill Country Day. <laughs> high school which is such an interesting name anyways it's in miami and she's in there because of a scholarship uh but becomes a a social outcast after her equally popular boyfriend max anonymously releases an intimate video of her (gasps) what the scandal the scandal (laughs) so over the summer drea works at a tennis camp where she meets eleanor played by maya hawk who's transferring to rose hill as a senior after Drea's car fails to start, Eleanor offers her a ride and tells her 
about um, also becoming an outcast when a false rumor spreads that she forcibly kissed Carissa, another Rose Hill student at a summer camp years earlier. When Drea and Eleanor realize they will not get justice on their own, they devise a plan to exact revenge on each other's rivals. So Drea is going to go do stuff with Carissa and Eleanor is going to deal with Max. Mm -hmm. Classic makeover montage scene. Love it. Wonder. over overcomes yeah. and completely changes Eleanor and uh it's pretty great in with them doing their sort of like investigation Dre tries to get close to Carissa by volunteering at the school farm and befriends Russ love Russ love Russ Russ is king Russ, Russ is, is amazing great Eleanor is invited to a pool party thrown by Max where she discovers he's cheating on his new girlfriend Tara who Tara was Kind of is best near friend, the end. Things of. get weird. <laughs> BFF. Tara was Drea's BFF. Yeah. Uh, Drea runs into Carissa at the beach with Russ and steals her keys to this like greenhouse. This mystery greenhouse on the farm. And when they unlock it, it's filled with marijuana and magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. There's Amazing. a after that it's like the movie switches from like summer fall winter spring very quickly like yeah big block letters for time change so then we go again to the winter where there's a senior ring ceremony uh drea places the drugs specifically the magic mushrooms yeah into everybody's dinner yeah which allows eleanor the intent of getting max's phone while he's high <laughs> Drea anonymously tips off the school's headmaster, who can't wait to talk about the headmaster. She's great. About the oh greenhouse. My God. And then Carissa gets expelled, which means that the revenge plan for Eleanor is done. Mm -hmm. Eleanor gets the phone, finds out all these things, uploads it onto their computer, blah, 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 blah. They have a plan. We uh, So we get to the Valentine's Day assembly where Eleanor has a plan to help with Drea's revenge. Yeah. It falls flat, needless to say. Doesn't yeah. work because Because he's Max, a privileged, rich, white man. Yeah. And they, as the friends for his group, are like, oh, we're going to spin it and make it be like a better thing. And it's like... Yeah. You, Make it be like he's cheating on all these women because he's polyamorous, which I'm just going to put this out there right now is not what polyamory is. If all of the included parties are not completely aware and consenting to it, it is just fucking cheating. <laughs> 100%. Which hopefully people who watch this movie understand. <laughs> we'll see. You know, we'll see. That is my hope. <laughs> it's hard to tell because there was a lot of irony and like stuff in this movie, which was great. And I can't wait to have us talk about yes. it. But, you know, sometimes people don't pick up on yeah. it. But the hope is that people who are watching it are consuming it intelligently. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie just to like vibe with and watch. But yeah, yeah. like that's not polyamory. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um, and then, you know, falls flat. Drea kind of has a flip and is like, nope, everybody in that group now needs to get my re revenge. And Eleanor's like, oh, and she's, you know, Eleanor's enjoying being popular. We can't shame her for that. Standard, like, underdog girl becomes popular behavior. Like, yeah. standard. Yeah, you're like, wow, I'm so getting attention. People threw her a surprise birthday party. Wah, 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 wah. Anyways, Gabby finds out while she's having a guy go down on her. Which is, oh my God. There's going to be a whole conversation about Russ because he is just a sweet, 
angel and i love him so much well we got to power through that but we're gonna we're gonna get there but anyways we're gonna get there while they're while drea and eleanor are having to fight at eleanor's surprise birthday party gabby who is max's sister which i was surprised about at first that was like a yeah, little thing i was like that was oh. a fun little fun little surprise yep gabby overhears it and uh breaks up with eleanor yeah for taking Max's yeah. side. And sort of like, breaks up. They weren't like 100% together. They weren't together. official, but they had just like said, oh, I like you, I like you, and then they made yeah. out. So yeah. like. Yeah, so. She like was... broke up the fact that there could have been something. Yeah. After like the confrontation at the birthday party, mm-hmm. um, which was dramatic and amazing. Oh, it was so good. It. it was so good. <laughs> uh, after that, Drea seeks dirt on Eleanor and visits Carissa at a rehab facility for information, which carissa then reveals eleanor is actually nosy nora cutler a girl carissa and drea went to summer camp with when they were quite younger and it was drea who outed nora and spread the rumor which caused the whole thing from the beginning which is like oh my god so the whole time you're like oh my god eleanor you find out has been like masterminding the start of the story all yeah. these other things was like quoting things like remember when you said like narcissists are too focused on themselves to know they're being played i was like oh oh no power move fact anyways eleanor threatens all these other things is like oh you know you taught me it's really easy to incriminate people with drugs and your mom who's a nurse is super hardworking. with that suck and i'm like that's a dick move. That's a dick move. I mean, all of it was. Oh, all of it. <laughs> Everything is. But that specifically, yeah. I was like, how dare you bring her hardworking mother into this? How dare you? How dare you? And then she's also just like, hey, also, I told Russ everything you did to Carissa. Which leads her to walking out. Can't wait to get more into this scene, by the way, because it was such a good, juicy oh, scene. Oh, such a juicy scene. Eleanor is then like, oh my god. She gets in her car, is on her phone. Never drive and talk on your phone, people. No. Be, don't be on your cell phone. Because she gets T-boned. <laughs> she gets T-boned by Eleanor. Yes. While she's in a vehicle. While she is confessing to Russ, saying like, oh my god, I heard you talk to Eleanor, like... I, I, I can explain everything. And he's like, girl, I didn't talk to Eleanor. So she just like outed herself. Yeah. <laughs> Which was again, a part of the manipulation and mwah, 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 wonderful. Mwah. wonderful. I loved it. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways, then she gets taken to the hospital and then Eleanor shows up and is doing like that, that classic kind of like scene where like someone, the, a victim is in the hospital yeah. and the person who does the thing is like, oh, here's a balloon and like being nice and be like, oh, oopsies. <laughs> and then all of her old friends message her because it's true when other people are going through bad shit, everyone tries to make it about themselves. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yep. that happens. And then she tells her to go to this admissions party, which long story short is just like a place where everyone can get fucked up yeah and everyone has to hide their phones and stuff because of reasons yeah we'll get into it (laughs) yeah i have notes (laughs) yeah so they go there let's just say things don't fully go to plan for either of them they're both being assholes to each other the whole time definitely like competing power maneuvers and then uh after drea does like a really mean thing towards Eleanor's old persona of like nosy Nora, blah 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 blah. They kind of like have like mm-hmm. a like a 
like a very raw moment where they're being like equally mean to each other, calling each other out about their shit and kind of like turning things around. And then Drea breaks this camera that Eleanor had hidden a brooch to record everything, to implant evidence. Long story short, she breaks, it doesn't work. And then Max comes up and reveals he discovered their plot against him. He plans to expose them and confesses to releasing Drea's video, unaware that Eleanor was carrying a backup recording device. Because of course she was. Of course she like, would. She planned all of this shit. Like, she, she, she wasn't gonna just, like, not have a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, Eleanor and Drea kind of make up very quickly. Mm. And they turn that video and project it to the whole party on a projector screen of Max confessing to the entire party, turning everyone against him. He gets expelled. Yeah. Uh, Drea the now- entire party that not only did he just release her video, yeah. but he like manipulated her the entire time and like didn't actually love her, told her he loved her just to like fuck with her, fuck with her and like just, just horrible, horrible, horrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's so good watching him just like fail. It was nice. Uh, it ends with Drea getting a spot at Yale, which was removed from her because of Max. We'll get there. She rejects it because she's like, no, I'm having some self growth. Yeah. Because growth, self growth. I realized I don't actually know who I am <laughs> because yeah. I've spent so long trying to achieve this like level of success that is surrounding me and I didn't realize that I was losing who I was as a person. Um, very good lesson. Very good lesson for the youth. It's yes. true. She and Eleanor skip graduation and they drive off into the sunset and there were mid credit scenes, which I love. Oh. I love when a movie has a oh. mid credit scene. Love Anyways, a mid-credit in scene. it, Drea apologizes to Russ. Love that. Love it. Eleanor reconciles with Gabby. Loved that more, and Max joins a toxic masculinity support group, and that's the whole movie. Yeah. It was very good. I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> I did, too. And now I would love for us to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> so, as, um, I'll just throw these little fun facts in Please there, because do. clearly, like, after explaining it, people who have not watched it, perhaps, and if you didn't pick up from the... The synopsis, this movie is heavily paying homage to other classic teen revenge movies, Mm -hmm. such as Jawbreaker from 1999, Mm -hmm. very good movie, Cruel Intentions, also from 1999, Mm -hmm. Heathers from 1988, (sighs) which we have discussed, Mean Girls from 2004, John Tucker Must Die from 2006, 10 Things I Hate About You from 1999, and Clueless from 1995, just to name a few. And the Do Revenge soundtrack actually features many iconic songs that were so, like that were originally in those movies, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And very much I picked up. I'm sure that I feel like some other people might pick it up, too. But uh, there's an old horror movie called Hand That Rocks a Cradle okay. where um, a a woman is having a baby and she needs to find this nanny. And then they hire this nanny and she's like, perfect. And then they realize that the nanny is starting to like take over her whole life. Like I do want to eventually like talk about this movie more in depth because it is a fascinating movie and it is so, so, so well done. It's just an incredibly good psychological horror movie. Um, and you find it at the end that the nanny is the wife of like a doctor that the 
that the woman who had the baby um, had gotten fired and then the doctor husband had killed himself and she had like she had lost her baby and so this nanny was just trying to like infiltrate this woman's life and destroy it from the inside and very much <laughs> like these vibes <laughs> and so um but through that movie you kind of know a little bit more but it had very a very similar scene where the the woman whose life was being destroyed started piecing it all together mm-hmm. and started putting together who this woman in her house was mm-hmm. and like so much, so much crazy shit happens in that movie. Like, I'm I'm very excited to talk about it one day. I will never make Fonda watch it because genuinely do not think Fonda could get through it. Oh, thank <laughs> you for caring about me. <laughs> like, when I, when I watched it with Nick, he was, like, squirming on the couch the whole time because it's just, like, the, te- the intensity of you as a viewer knowing what is happening while the people in the movie don't. And, like, it's done in a logical, good way that, like, you're not just like, well, you're a fucking idiot for not knowing this. Like, it's like, no, 100% you wouldn't know this. But yeah, there's this scene where the good lady is like figuring it out and piecing it together. And she's just like, oh my God, like this has been the whole time. And it very much harkens to the time where Drea goes to the, goes to the, um, rehabilitation the rehabilitation center. center and is like trying to figure out what's going on. And it's like, oh my God, it's about me the whole time. <laughs> I was the one. Uh, I was like, the target. So I was very much like, ooh, like Hand the Rocks of Cradle vibes too. And then there's like a reference to the craft in there where they're playing like stiff as a feather, light as a board, while everybody's high on mushrooms. That is directly from the craft. <laughs> and just so, so good. Like just so many references and just. The movie in and of itself, since like two minutes in, very quotable. So quotable. The, this movie is so quotable. Like, I was at one point trying to write down everything that was, like, hot, good quote. I'm like, I can't. I can't keep up. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good stuff in the movie. So much good stuff. Like, since the bat. Also, the school uniforms. <laughs> the pastel color palette in this movie is oh, stunning. It's <laughs> really pleasing to the eye the aesthetic is on point for how shitty these people are it is so soft and beautiful and the contrast is just wonderful (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so going in like not like beginning to end somewhat chronological yeah that's how my notes on the movie are as well (laughs) same here so like trying to do it but like again kind of i'm sad to say but i saw max using her video against her like that was easy right you're like this guy isn't not a good dude you know what (laughs) not a good nothing against the actor but you look like a trust fund sleazy like oh my god i don't know like because i didn't watch like any interviews or anything like that from him but like it's like i don't know if you give off those vibes as like a person in real life but in this movie like yeah like you are just a trust fund piece of shit who has had everything handed to you and yeah. who like has no concept of like repercussions for your actions. Nope. And so like immediately I was just like, girl, like don't, don't do it. Don't. And she did. She did. And that led leads to my second note. I'm so fucking happy. She got to punch him in the face. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so happy. Yes. It wasn't just like a, verbal sort of mad thing and then kind of like moves on to like maybe she does something else like uh keys car or something like i'm yeah. actually happy there was a physical punch in this movie because since the first scene she comes out as like a confident woman yeah and i loved 
like her using her confidence and like, yes, I am going to fucking punch you in the face. Yeah. And go on to the next thing. Yeah. And that was like end of the school year. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. then she ends up having a talk with the head, the head oh, mistress. My Love queen. her. Love my, her so that much. That is Buffy. My my love, my angel, fucking you Sarah like- Michelle Gellar. I like screamed when she came on screen. Oh, I, know. I had seen nothing about this movie. All I knew was the poster of just like the two young, and the, the two young women's and the, like, and the soundtrack. And when she came on screen, I like freaked the fuck out because she is just, oh, so perfection. Like, uh, like not good. only Buffy, but like. But Daphne, I don't know if uh, how many of you watched like the live action Scooby Doo yes. ones. Um, but she's Daphne in those as well. And I'm just like, I loved those ones. <laughs> oh, she did great, and I like she's this so is good. to kind of like touch base to like different parts in the movie because they're like fun. And I don't really want to like take up the time later. There's a lot of characters that like talk about like, oh my god, like they talk about the headmistress and they're like, I would love it if she just like stepped on me. Stepped on me. <laughs> like the way they talk about it is just like so like they're like this woman has power. Yeah. And I love that for her and I kind of want her to use it to belittle me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, like, and and I, I would kind of enjoy it if she just Yeah told me i was nothing and stepped on my face yeah and you're just like wow so the fact that like the headmistress talking to drea after she gets punched and is like hey you're here on a scholarship we need to be careful blah 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 and like kind of talking about things is basically just like tells her that she supports drea's anger but she needs to channel it better yeah and i'm like i love that because clearly this headmistress has anger and is knowing how to channel it and she like she gets it too like at the end of the movie too when like the fucking bonsai tree she's like trimming this bonsai tree and it just like is so aggressive and it's just this tiny delicate little tree and she's just snipping the shit out of it um and she makes a joke that she she trims it when she's stressed and that if drea keeps doing what she's doing the tree is going to be bald um (laughs) and i love it and oh my god she's just She's just so perfect, and I love her so much. And at the end, when Drea's like, oh, I'm not going to go to Yale, she's like, I like that for you. Like, you keep living your life as you, and I'm just like, I love... Because, like, clearly, this headmistress was putting... Like, was trying to help Drea to achieve what Drea wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. Drea just didn't know what that was. She didn't know what that was. And so when she finally actually figured it out, she's like, okay, cool. Like, congratulations. You figured out your shit. Mm -hmm. And just, like, so supportive in, like, in in an angry, intimidating way that was attractive. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was amazing. Headmistress. Oh, love her. Love her so much. And then the scene where Drea afterwards is at home being like super upset, like crying, staring at the old picture of her and her boyfriend. She says like this line where it's like hating oneself, not a line, but like vaguely paraphrasing that she's like hating oneself over uh, letting your guard down. Like, yeah, is such a thing where you're like, I hate the fact that I let my guard down and this person manipulated me. She's not saying that she's mad at the other person because that's established she's just then kind of like breaking her heart a little bit by being like i'm also fucking pissed at me yeah i'm, I'm for letting me do this thing and i'm like who has like a lot of people have been there where you're like yeah. i'm mad at me 
And then the quote that I loved the most in that first part of the summer uh, section was when she's like, peaking in high school is cringe anyway. <laughs> it's just like, love Amazing. that for you, queen. Also loved her summer job. So she was like working at like this tennis camp over the summer job. Oh my God. And we get just the most incredible side character <laughs> aside from the headmistress fucking sophie turner's side character like sansa from game of thrones <laughs> oh is my in god yes it's just like a bitch at tennis camp <laughs> who was like super shitty and who was sharing around drea's sex tape to everybody at this like tennis summer camp and so Drea, like, put drugs in her suitcase and got her kicked out. And Sophie Turner's just, like, screaming. I don't do cocaine! I don't know what he looks like! And it's, oh, it's so funny. And she just goes, like, from such a, like, reserved performance, from, like, the, basically the only thing I know her in is yeah. Game of Thrones, from this, like, reserved, composed performance to this, like, absolutely unhinged performance in this movie later when drea goes to the rehab center to talk to carissa yeah so like that character is there too and she's like one of the steps in my program she's like because she went to rehab and then she actually developed a drug problem (laughs) which is like not really something to laugh at but like the way that it's played is very (laughs) is very entertaining and she like is like i'm gonna like is I need to apologize to people. I need to reconcile with people in my past. And instead of reconciling with Drea, she tells her that she like wishes her nothing but horrible things. And then compliments her pom pom earrings. <laughs> and compliments her pom pom earrings. And he's such a such like, a thing. Just complete like unhinged, absolute unhinged performance by Sophie Turner. It's it great. was amazing. It's great. We also get introduced to Eleanor at the summer camp too. Yes. Which there's a Olivia Rodrigo song where it's like, God, it's brutal out here. And they're like, God, I hate it out here. I don't know if you noticed, but on Eleanor's hat, when we see her, the very first scene of her at the camp, she's wearing a hat that says, I hate it here. Oh my God. I did not notice that. That's amazing. And I, I just loved it so much. I was like, mm. <laughs> well played well played team oh my god it's it's um can we talk about where is it was it them screaming Um, in the car oscar award winner olivia coleman oh my god yes her her bearded support dragon eleanor has support her emotional support bearded dragon emotional support bearded dragon named consistently award-winning actress olivia coleman not not Olivia Coleman. The, the entire name. Yeah. Every single time that this lizard is referred to. The lizard is like The lizard is a fashion icon. I love the lizard. Every time every time they're on scene, uh, yeah. not scene, screen, I'm like And it's super you're cute cuz like it. Drea makes the lizard little outfits and it's just yeah. like the most adorable shit and I just every time that lizard was on screen, it oh. was it was the star of the show. It Award-winning was. actress Olivia Coleman. I love it. Oh my god. But I loved when uh, the two girls are, Drea and Eleanor, are, like, connecting in the car, which, to kind of just, like, jump through things, we find out Eleanor took out the fucking part in Drea's car to make it not work. So Drea would have a reason to take up the offer. And I was like, oh, my God, you manipulative 17-year-old. Oh, my God, horrifying. (laughs) But there's a line in it where... Eleanor's just like everybody's fucking gay (laughs) 
like relating yeah. to the fact that like I don't care about this like everybody's gay whatever like everyone has some sort of like yeah queerness about them and I was like great line I love that yeah. Eleanor you keep popping off and then them screaming in the car yes yes and then wanting to go and get grilled cheese <laughs> grilled cheese amazing um love love of female bonding that you look back on and you're like man this was all just a lie <laughs> oh i know but also like half true which i really liked that's they so did... true for teenagers like we yes. have been there where you're like i'm not fully being honest with you but also there are partial truths in the connecting relationship yeah. i'm trying to establish well heather's did that too right yeah. it's just like yeah like she was my best friend and my worst enemy at the same time and it's yeah. like that is very like like <laughs> just a very like uncomfortably true statement right because it's like there's nobody in a place like high school where you could have that same kind of connection where the same person who is like your best friend also has all of the ability to possibly destroy your life <laughs> yeah. yeah Um and they played that balance i think really really well where it showed like especially at the end where they like reconcile again they're like yeah like we did all this horrible shit to each other but like i still like you as a person they're fucked and up they're like soulmates. they're like these fucked up soulmates and it's it's great and i really enjoyed Really enjoyed that part. <laughs> I know. It was so, like, seeing all the different kinds of female or female-presenting relationships in the film was really, really nice mm -hmm. to see. I loved it the whole time. Also, I loved that the movie wasn't these two girls getting mad at boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the same boy. Or it wasn't like Eleanor was like, I'm actually manipulating you, Drea, because you took or messed up this relationship with a boy I had. Yeah. Like, I, that happens so much with so many of, like, again, like, mean girls, not necessarily, but they both kind of fucked each other over because of a boy. Yeah. And all these other things. It was kind of nice to have this movie where they're being assholes and manipulative pieces of shit to each other, but it's not because of a, a, a guy surrounding both yeah. of them. A guy surrounds Drea's problem. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, it was just, it was just really nice to have... Yeah. It was refreshing. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Oh yes. my God. But Gabby, can we talk about Gabby for a second? Uh, yeah. I love Gabby so, so much. much. So much. She's lovely. I, every time she was like on screen, I'm like, you. You. I, I want to be around you. Yes. Max is way fucking cooler sister. Oh, I know. Jesus. She's like, I love that she's like, I'm going to go like hang out and watch a movie. Do you want to join at like this party? Yeah. Eleanor says no because she needs to do other things. But she's like, oh, you're missing out. I'm like, I would love to join you and have popcorn. Yeah. I want to go watch something on TV or whatever. Please. Yeah. Like, also, invite me. <laughs> she gets to do... Um, Another favorite, like, standard in these movies, which is the click introduction. Yes, so, when she first meets Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, so Gabby is, like, the first, aside from Drea, Gabby is, like, the first person who's nice to Eleanor at the new school. Um, and she, like, offers to take her around and show her around the school. And she, like, introduces all the clicks on the quad and, like, where they're going. And it's just, like, huh. <laughs> Yeah. It's just such like a standard, like this brand of movie sort of yeah. event. And it's super cute because like 
very much gave me like Legally Blonde vibes yes. where um, Emmett was showing her <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> or yep. like kind of like giving her the inside scoop on everything. Mm-hmm. And of course that's like or with results Mean in Girls learning. with the or different girls, seatings yeah. in the cafeteria. Yeah. Like so good. So oh, good. it was really nice. No, it was super good, which kind of just like, again, like Max, I fucking the whole time it's just like. There's moments that get touched. I don't want to talk about Max a lot. I do want to shit on Max. Though. I was like, okay, let's let's He's get into Max real quick. Such <laughs> a fake ally, manipulative arse fuck. And there's a moment where is it? He get he gets interviewed by one of like the higher click people that he yeah. knows, and it's like I wanted to talk to him about his feelings towards what happened last about end of the school year his, his invasion of privacy invasion of privacy when someone hacked his phone and released these photos from his ex-girlfriend who blah 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 <sighs> and on the freaking like make like a published magazine for this yeah. high school first of all like holy shit it's yeah. not just a sheet of paper no. it's like a fucking magazine and there's like like a really nice photo of max like, we're like so, what the fuck yeah and underneath it they're calling max the accidental feminist and i was like oh and then and this club <gasps> i specifically oh. i had to write down the club name because i just oh. i was so like viscerally upset so he decides oh. to start this like allyship club called the cis hetero men championing championing female identifying league which like it's so long and it doesn't compress into anything so you have to say the whole fucking thing and all of it is bullshit and all of it is garbage and everybody's like clapping along pretending like it's a fucking good thing that he's putting out this shitty club which is just like yeah maybe just don't be you you cheating manipulative piece of fucking garbage He's also, like, the president, so, like, he does all these things. Fucking hate it. It's so annoying. And his dad has, like, don't, I don't know what his dad fucking does. We never, one thing, we don't really see adults in this movie. Except for people, like, the headmaster people taking people away into the rehab center, and, like, that's it. Yeah. You don't see the parents of any of these kids. No. No, and, like, the the performative (sighs) nature of Max, and, like, I understand, like, it's it is like essentially like a weird satire like overblown um yeah like existence so that's that's fair but it's like the very clear like performative nature of his allyship is so frustrating and it reminds me a lot of like my husband oftentimes says that he's like he's like i will never call myself a feminist because he's like i don't he's like every man i've ever met who calls himself a feminist like regularly is always doing it to get attention and to get women like, my husband 100% has, like, feminist ideals. He believes in equality. He's an extremely understanding partner. He's, like, super open-minded. I would classify him as a feminist. He would never call himself a feminist because he's like, yeah, I feel like that's just me, like, trying to tout that I'm just doing something that should be standard. Like, okay. you shouldn't have to say... A man should never have to say, oh, I'm a feminist. It's like, so you believe in equality. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Let's pat you on the back. You fucking asshole. <laughs> like... No, of course you should be. It should not be a question of whether you believe that people should have equal rights and equal pay and equal bodily autonomy. <laughs> like, And so like that whole thing, just watching that just made me think of that. It's just like any man who calls himself a feminist without like prompting, I question. 
I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> like, maybe that's a bad thing on my side. Maybe that's me stereotyping and being an asshole. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to look at you a little different. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's true or not. If you feel the need to tell me that that's what you believe, you should. You should believe that. Oh my god! So the Max is just garbage, and I I hate him so much. He I so, I was so oh happy that he was in a fucking toxic masculinity like yes group he needs, oh. he needs to question his life choices oh my god and him finally like revealing at the end that he kind of like knew about their plot i'm like of course he did of course he did it kind of gave us that hint when like they have a party for eleanor and everyone's like how did drea get this address yeah and he's like yeah how did she get this address and it's just like oh no yes i knew at that point i'm like this guy he's smart he is smart He's smart, so of course he's going to find out. Yeah, he's a narcissist, but he uses people all the time. And he even explained how he, like, picked things up and was using Drea since day one. And I just, like, ugh. And then him being like, I'm going to go do coke on a girl's uh, booby, belly button, or asshole. Don't know which one. And he just walks away in his fucking full pink suit. And I'm just like... He's awful. So, oh, or him <laughs> telling Eleanor when they were having like a one-on-one and Eleanor's like, tell me something about yourself, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he's Ugh. like, oh, you know, I don't want any of this. I just want to become backpacker with just my camera and like travel around the world. Like, I don't want any Which of this stuff. Which is the most stuff. privileged fucking I desire. I know. Like- <laughs> It's such a privileged thing to have. It's a it's a fine thing to want by anybody. Yeah. But of course this guy who doesn't want for anything yeah. is going to be like, I want to go do this thing. Knowing full well it's going to get paid for by somebody else. Yeah. You're never going to have to stay in like a shitty hostel with like bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're never going to have to worry about certain things. And it's yeah. just like, and he's a white guy, so he's going to have an easier time backpacking. Yeah. And he's probably going to be, like, making money off of certain things for, like, an Instagram ad or something because he'll yeah. be that person. Fucking hate Max. Hate Max. Let's quickly <sighs> jump over uh, so we can get all the talking of the men done. Russ! 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 <laughs> as soon as he came on screen, I was like, oh, blue hair and a padlock chain necklace. Hello. Oh, my God. His aesthetic, the whole <sighs> scene, he very gave me, like, cool boy artist chic. Does that make sense? Oh my god, yes it does. And I'm just like... "Mm, And he had like a weird accent. Weird is in the sense it was subtle. Yeah. It was subtle. It's like, oh, he's interesting in many ways, but he also has like this subtle like Australian accent kind of. Whereas whereas Max said he was a feminist, Russ was actually a feminist because the thing that like just blew my fucking mind. Mm -hmm. So at one point, in order to try and get revenge on Max, they release a bunch of his text messages Mm -hmm. with all of the different women that he was cheating on. Mm -hmm. Russ is the only fucking character in the whole entire movie who said, that was wrong of you to do because you were airing those women's Yeah, and he said this to Drea. He said this to Drea Drea after he found everything out. He's like, you hurt those women. He's the only person who thought about the other people who were being hurt in that. And I'm just like... Fuck, I love you so much. <laughs> I know. He's like, you also fucked up Carissa, who we find out didn't do anything fucking wrong. No, she didn't do anything wrong. She was growing drugs. Yes. Yes. You she know. did on school property. That on its own, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she was doing drugs. But she didn't do the mean thing of making Eleanor be a predator. No. Which was... 
And like, don't get me wrong, Russ is also from like he is a man of color, but he is from like a privileged background. His family does have like a shit ton of money. Yeah. But like he hasn't allowed that to take away from the importance of like humanity and human yeah, connection. He volunteers. And he volunteers and he does all this all this good stuff. And like there's a moment that's taken from Ten Things I Hate About You where they skip school and they go and they have like this paint fight. Yeah. Love it so much. <laughs> Love it so much. He has this big warehouse with all this like painting stuff in it that like his dad gave to him. So it's, you know, pretty privileged, like especially compared to like Drea, who kind of turned into a shitty human being, but was from a lower socioeconomic class. Yeah. It's kind of like this really interesting balance. And like all Russ wanted to do was like take care of her. There was that whole scene where he's like going down on her and she's like pretending to enjoy it. And I'm just like, he's such a good guy he's trying pay attention to him like yeah like don't be on your snapchat trying to figure out what eleanor's doing and he's super hot <laughs> what are you doing on your phone i know he's way hotter than max fucking leaps and bounds he like comes with her to the to go crash the party he is so fucking supportive and he is so fucking sweet <laughs> and he's amazing and i love him so much <laughs> I know. I am glad they made up at the end. I am glad that they made up at the end. Um, and I am glad. I would like, have been fine if he had said no also, though. Honestly, yes. But he just, I think he, that yeah. when he found out all he asked her to do, he's like, just tell the truth. Because he's like, he is clearly like an empathetic and understanding person. Like they get that across in like mm-hmm. so little screen time for him. But he's like, I just want you to tell the headmaster that you were the one who who drugged the school which is a super illegal and very dangerous thing to do Mm -hmm. like you were the one who drugged the whole school oh my god that whole scene just a quick little don't mean interrupt you but as someone who has accidentally eaten pot brownies (laughs) going through that's a story for another day have like being accident (laughs) like to like not your knowledge being drugged Mm -hmm. and going through something like that i could like the whole time i'm watching it it was giving me i was like oh no yes (laughs) like i could not imagine being any of those teenagers no it would have been so scary Uh, and so like he's like i want you to tell like i want you to do the right thing is essentially what he's saying he's like i want you to be the person who i thought that you were and i think that that is just so like so honest and so understanding and then she does do that she does go and confess to releasing all those text messages to to doing that she gets her like comeuppance or whatever mm-hmm. and then they like they reconcile at the end and i think that that's just yeah like he's like i understand he empathizes with her reasoning so i'm kind of like i, I would have been like yeah i would have been happy both ways god he was just so good just the the perfect man <laughs> he is really great <laughs> oh do you remember oh do you you go ahead do yeah. you remember the part where like Eleanor while in disguise and like Max has like got her like you know Eleanor's gotten Max's attention she's like what do I fucking say like on her yes. phone what do I fucking like say texting on the phone. and she's like say cool three times and full stop and I loved it where she's like cool cool and he's like Max is like do you say anything else besides cool and she's like so cool and I was like what a great it was <laughs> that was fun such an it was such a cute like there's so many good cute scenes and one of the mm. scenes that i really loved was um there was like a sleepover scene and i believe they had a few is this like few. in the earlier part um this is the one when they find out what's on max's phone <gasps> oh. um 
she says, I believe it's Eleanor says, you don't have to be brave with me. And it's just like, because like you can tell Drea's mom is never there. Yeah. Because she's working. She's making sure that she has enough money. She's a single mom. Her daughter, like, yes, got into the school on scholarship. But like in order to make sure that her daughter like looks the part, she needs clothes. She needs like all this stuff. Even though she thrifts. Even though she thrifts, which is like mentioned earlier on at the beginning. And like. Yeah, like, you can tell that Drea has spent so much of her life just needing to be strong because of the environment that she has ended up in and put herself in. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, like, she had no choice in the matter. Like, it's like, no, she chose to be a part of this social situation. She chose to take part and to become that negative person. That was her choice. Mm -hmm. But, like, in all of this... She lost all of her friends because they were all Max's friends. They were all fake and she lost everybody and she just had to be strong and she had to be brave alone. And then to have like Eleanor just be like, you don't have to be brave with me. And like, I'm so fucking heartbreaking because then you're like, yeah, like you think back on it and you're just like, but you should have been. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but yeah, then they have this like, just so many cute little sleepover scenes. Love a sleepover scene. Oh, I know. Love it so much. There, um, they, they were a lot of good ones. I do, again, really liked their relationship a lot. And Eleanor, we find out, was the first person Drea, like, fully invited to her home. Like, yeah. she's never invited anybody else because she was afraid. And not afraid of, like, you know, oh, you know, like, my mom's going to be awkward or this is going to happen. It was just, like, afraid of being ashamed and judged is what yeah. she didn't want, which is, like, sad and yeah, just a bunch of stuff and, and you know. Yeah. Oh, do you, um, did you, um, just another thing. Do you remember when Drea was, like, releasing the information on Valentine's Day about Max cheating on all those women? I'm shocked. I love that I'm she's so shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> this is shocking news. I was just Again, very quotable. So quotable. This is shocking news. Just the way she says it is so sarcastic. And And her face is like, oh, like, oh my God. So good. It was great. These actresses just did such, did such an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it a lot. And I really enjoyed the, the fact that like literally at the very beginning, she talked, she called herself Icarus. At the beginning where like yep. she flew to so close to the sun and it's like, yes. And you see that. Yep. And then you like, you see it happen like again. And mm-hmm. so it's like, she didn't actually learn her lesson nope. and she just like repeated her same mistakes, which was just like, oh my God. what I know. Oh. And in the mid part, we're like, cause at the beginning of the movie, whenever you're hearing like a narration or an internal monologue, it was uh-huh. from Drea most of the time. Yeah. But like at the halfway point where it you switches. can see things happening. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. get Eleanor doing it. I was like, Oh no, that was this is the moment. Such a good choice. Like movie creation wise, like that was such a good like production choice to really like be like, okay, now we're going to flip perspectives here. Yeah. And you're just like, (laughs) and it's kind of like jarring too, but then that adds to the twist and that adds to the change from just like standard high school comedy to, to dark comedy. Yeah. And you see that like very, very strange twist, which we're going to talk about the one part of the movie that I didn't super like the fact that this movie 150 fucking percent could have not been in high school. I think that there were choices that they made that I strongly disagree with because we as a society need to stop hypersexualizing 
fucking children in high school. The storyline of her sex tape being released, 100%, you can tell that from a high school story. Mm-hmm. The story of them going to a fucking orgy party with shit tons of drugs and stuff should not have been in a high school movie and should not have been shown in the way that it was. In moments in other high school movies, like um, like in Heathers and stuff like that, like when they, when they get into those more like adult content kind of things, it is shown to be bad. In this movie... It was not. I did not get the sense that this movie was saying this orgy is a bad thing. It showed it is extremely fun. Like good things happened. Everybody was having a good time. The only bad thing that happened at the party was that he was that Max got exposed. It wasn't the fact that a bunch of high school kids were doing cocaine and fucking and like without stuff. It's like we need to stop hypersexualizing high school kids. Just just have it in college. Have it in the first year of college. It's not fucking difficult. Have them be 18 or 19 years old. It's not fucking hard. Like <laughs> No, I do. I do agree. I Or cast younger actors because then, like, and I point this out all the time, in the movie Eighth Grade. Oh, such a good extremely, movie. Extremely, extremely well, good Burnham, movie. Well, did a good job. Uh, I felt physically uncomfortable. Physically <laughs> uncomfortable because the actress was the correct age. Yeah. Because if you were seeing actual 17-year-old doing these things, going to these parties, it would actually make you more uncomfortable. It would make it more of a horror movie because that is a fucking horror movie. Being a parent, like things like Euphoria and things like Riverdale are extremely detrimental to us as a society on a whole. And I extremely disagree with it because we are harming teenagers and children and our society (laughs) by perpetuating this idea that it is okay to sexualize high school kids. And it's not. (laughs) And like, these are grown ass women. These women actresses are our fucking age. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, it gives a lot of... I loved the movie. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of this. You're tired of the trope like, of... It takes away from the enjoyment and from the amount of fun that I could have had with this movie. Like, I still enjoy it. I'll still probably watch it again. I really fucking love the movie. It's the same reason, like, I'll watch Heathers again. But it's, like, it's one of those things that, like, in this in this podcast, we talk about other things. Not just what we love, but, like, problematic things that we would like to see changed. And I want to see that changed. It's getting, it's really fucking frustrating when it's a movie made in 2022. Like it's not, it doesn't get the excuse of being made a long time ago. Like we know that this is a problem and it's a problem with like, um, what is it? Uh, the Mindy Kaling one on Netflix, the show. Um, oh, never have I ever. So it's my problem with never have I ever because the main actress is the correct age. So she is a teenager, but the actor that is playing her love interest, the sexy one, he is an adult. He's like 24. And so you are hypersexualizing a teen boy, but that's okay. And it's just like, it just, it's the boy. It leaves this bitter taste in my mouth. Like as much as I enjoy the show, it just like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, no, I felt the same thing with teen wolf. Yeah, I liked teen. I was excited because I'm like, oh, this could be cool. But everyone was so, like you said, sexualized. And I'm like, I've been in high school. I was not. No, I was not a popular or very sexually active high school student. But I know for a fact that there were a lot of things. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different now because of how more in the media a lot of stuff is i do not know but the fact still remains that like shit like that isn't normal no 
And like teens can get horny. Teens want to have sex. I'm not saying that you cannot have shows where teens have sex. I'm saying that you need to show it in a more responsible way. Showing it as glamorous and cool. Like with drugs. Like with drugs and things like that is not okay. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't <laughs> shame people for... We shouldn't criminalize drugs because that causes a lot of problems. Yes. We shouldn't criminalize sex because that causes a lot of problems. But we shouldn't put it through a rose-colored lens. Correct. Especially in a world where, yeah, like, people are starting to, like, consume media differently. The fact that people, like... The fact that people can watch a movie like Scarface and think, yeah, drugs are cool. <laughs> Missed the fucking point. And I think a movie like this, in all of its fun, in how much joy it is, you have to be more careful because you can enjoy it so much and you can just forget and you can just get caught up because I did. I got caught up in it and then I'm thinking about it later and I'm like, you know, that last party was really fucked up and I <laughs> I feel bad about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like that scene could have been done different. Like they're just, there are different things that they could have done to make it not so bad <laughs> that like, they're like, it's like, yeah, like they are. And the thing, like the things that they're wearing, like it's like, yeah, their school uniforms 100% look like normal school uniforms, like their dresses and shit that they wore to like, like the, the zipper top. And just like, I'm just like, these are like grown adult clothes. <laughs> So like that was that is my one like the movie I, s- I still love the movie still would one hundred percent like suggest people to watch it but yeah like that's the one thing where I'm just like fuck ah. <laughs> like I could have liked it just like that much more if it just like delivered on setting the tone for that party as being bad because they didn't set the tone for it being bad mm-hmm. they just didn't they they fell flat on that it looked like a fun party it looked like everybody was having a fucking great time. <laughs> It did. Everybody looked like they were having a ball. Everybody was high. Up like, doing yeah, it looked like everybody was having a great time. Uh, so I think if they had just like landed better um, with that, because yeah. But if if you haven't watched Eighth Grade, you should. Uh, it's, it's a, a good really one. good movie um, that definitely gets the point across of like telling the importance of telling high school stories with honesty mm-hmm. and representing it correctly. Because, yes, high school stories are important. Telling stories of complicated female friendships. Like, exploring that that feeling of, like we said, like, your best enemy. Your best friend and your worst enemy. Like, exploring those things. And exploring the idea of, like, sending out a sex tape and having it get shared around. Like, those are important stories to tell and to be able to learn from. But it needs to be done responsibly. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. But I love the movie. It was great. It was so good. I some other things we kind of didn't really talk about, but like the scene where like Drea finds out things about Eleanor, and then yeah. Eleanor's at her house, and she's like, "Oh, hey, your mom like was gone." Blah blah blah. I thought I could make us dinner, and she's making them grilled trees, and it's like, I'm like, this is like the red wedding, and then she gives her the burnt one. Yeah. And it's just like just this amazing. is like the red wedding scene kind of but for like oh i just love that scene so much and eleanor flipping like their power dynamic between the yeah. two of them i was like oh yeah they put they put croquet in there for the little heathers reference i know that was good there was some fun stuff i like truly loved the movie i loved I think Gabby was like my yeah. star. Gabby and Russ. I'd be curious to see or to hear. So if anybody is like listening to this and is young <laughs> and does not have that like base 
Like, I'd be curious to see how people enjoyed this. People who haven't seen all of the movies that this was based on. People mm-hmm. who have no, like, reference for, like, all of the nostalgia, all of the references. Like, it the name of felt, the hall. Like <laughs> I think it still felt unique, if yes. that makes sense. So, I if people haven't seen it, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh... Mm-hmm. Like I think people are gonna use that and be like, "This is my Mean Girls" or "This is my Heather's," and then they'll be like, "Oh, this movie liked those two things, and maybe now more people will watch them." Yeah. Who's to say? Oh, Elliot, Elliot, I want to talk about Elliot, uh, <laughs> Max's uh, best friend. Um, he's an interesting character. He is. <laughs> I like liked him quite a bit when you first see him. They're like, "Oh, we need to get Elliot," and he's like, "You summoned me," <laughs> and they're like, "We need you to get someone to leave," and like he does it because some Dread ends up doing the thing. But the whole time, everyone's like, "Oh, Elliot, we need to get you to get someone to leave," yeah. and it's he doesn't because someone's else like, "No, wait, let me do it." I'm like, "Power move to you women, not yeah. getting a man to do it." But at the end. When Elliot finds out Max is a shithead, which he probably already knew because yeah. of things and helping his friend, but he's also stuck in that social power issue that maybe Max is also being manipulative to him as well. Yeah. Who's to say? But I loved when Elliot was telling Max to leave. Yes. I was like, hand clap, oh my sir. God. Yes. Loved it. Oh, and like, while the whole movie itself was complicated and messy... So messy. So messy. I really liked seeing, like, Drea and Eleanor's friendship evolve in the film. Yeah. It was, like, super nice to see. I liked it a lot. There were a lot of things. So I was like, man. Yeah. And just, like, their, their dynamic as, like, uh, actresses, actors, was, like, really fun to see. Mm-hmm. You could tell they were, like, bouncing off of each other well and, like, their physical sort of, like dynamic with each other was nice too because yeah. they were quite touchy-feely with each other like when Drea like grabs like kind of cups Eleanor's face yes. after the Valentine's Day thing and she does this like deep inhale and sigh I'm like this is a sexual moment and I <laughs> don't know how I feel about it because you're teenagers but also like you are staring at each other like in the eyeballs and there's like this exchange and then she's like, we're going to kill Max. And then it's a joking scene, which is yes. fine. But I was like, yeah. oh, my God. It's so good. And, like, I wanted to really quickly touch on Tara. So <gasps> Tara. I liked Tara. I mean, I didn't like some of the things, but yeah. there were a lot of stuff we saw of Tara that I was like, I like you. Yeah. So Tara was Drea's best friend. Yes. So and then Tara eventually started dating Max. And, like, at this, there's one moment where they kind of where when everything's sort of starting to fall apart. Tara goes to see Drea in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. was their spot, which is apparently where they would go all the time, which I thought was really cute. And she's like, yeah, like, like I, and like I kind of, she kind of confessed to like envying Drea and like getting out of it because it's like, it was a very empathetic look at what is expected of teenagers in like situations where you are like there's social Popular. standing, there's popularity. It's alluded to that Tara's father is some sort of political person and max's dad is funding that and so it's kind of like this weird sort of like arranged relationship kind of where it's like well this would look good kind of things and when everything is released that max is cheating on her she is like on the phone with like a publicist like trying to figure it out and so just like just the 
again, the performative nature of their relationship mm-hmm. is, is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, that she doesn't, she doesn't get... come across being pissed that he's cheating on her in that no. part. Like, it is very much just a show. It's just what they're supposed to be doing. It's not like she actually particularly cares for him. And, like, you kind of, you really do feel for her that she's just like, this is just what I have to do. This is who I have to be. Like, at one point, she wanted to talk to Max about Drea. Like, they were making out Mm -hmm. on his bed. And she's like, can we talk about it? And he's kind of like, why are you talking about my ex-girlfriend while we're trying to have sex? She's like, we're not having sex. And leaves. And I'm like, good for you. Yes. Um, Um, So I actually, I really liked her character. She was really like, like... Again, like they did a really good job with a lot of the background characters having complexity and actually being able to get across the characters like drives and ambitions and sort of what's what's fueling them. So you get sort of these little glimpses into their lives. And Mm -hmm. I thought that Tara was a really like a really interesting additional character in there. Um, We didn't really get to know the other two. I think Montana and Megan, (laughs) they were. (laughs) One of them was the editor. One of them was like the editor that did the. the Accidental feminist. That did the the interview. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like they, they weren't quite like touched on so much, but yeah, like I really liked kind of the, I don't even want to call it a redemption of Tara, but just her like explanation Mm -hmm. of why it was that she was doing these things. And I really like that. You kind of get the idea that like, Maybe Tara and Dre will actually make up and like Tara will leave Max. <laughs> and like, because I, I actually think she dumps him at the party, which is great. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. He, when she's she puts... like, oh, I got the remote to turn off the projector showing this bad thing. And she's holding it. He's like, baby, I love you. She's like, oh, you love me? And she drops the remote in her like in the champagne drink. drink. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it was nice. But it yeah, nice. like, they did. I really liked the the dynamic of like all of the different um female characters like carissa was really interesting too even the (laughs) crunchy lesbian which is just (sighs) like so like it kind of was a pretty like derogative (laughs) and like i don't know about you but it's like you so viscerally like pictured that and you're just like kind of hate that I pictured like exactly what it was yeah. but like she was really like she was really interesting like what few things that we got to like yeah. learn about her and I was just like oh like cool <laughs> which know. was like the first thing that I got a little confused about I think kind of started the the questioning of what mm-hmm. was happening mm-hmm. was when we found out that this person who apparently started this rumor was also a lesbian I was like oh like that's kind of weird yeah um, I was like oh no yeah like uh, it just like didn't someone being on your team <laughs> and being a dipshit <laughs> yeah like it didn't really track and then it's like oh because it was a lie <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, which also made when we see Eleanor interacting with Carissa in, like, the first bit very different. Because Carissa yeah. was probably going to be like, hey. Yeah. You know, like, probably, like, a genuine thing of, like, how yeah. are you doing? And Eleanor is being per- performative knowing Dre is probably watching. So yeah. she's going to act like there's a problem. Yeah. Whereas when, she's just like, oh, hey, like, here's this girl who got, like, bullied at this school. Who I also had a crush on. Like, <laughs> who I also had a crush on. It's just like... <sighs> oh, I know. It so. was so sad. Also, can we... The music, the soundtrack. If you're not going to watch this movie, at least listen to the soundtrack. It's good. Every song bopped and was played at a very great moment in the movie where you're like, yes! And ended at a perfect, like... 
uh, uh, lyric or sentence, and I was just like the whole time, like mm. Billie Eilish was in there, Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> multiple times, bunch of good songs, and I was just like, oh, so good, so good. I love this movie. It's very good. It was, was really fun. It. It's it was super really fun. fun. I liked it a lot. Again, mm-hmm. very like pastel <laughs> teen dark comedy. Yeah, had like we said things we didn't like yeah but for overall like i would watch it again yeah i quite enjoyed it yeah for sure i think like the last thing uh is i liked how people were like sorry for their shitty behavior but they weren't fully like apologetic about this correct shitty behavior. You know, like the whole time poor sophie turner is that her name like got into this rehab center developed an actual drug problem and i'm just like Treya, you should feel bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> you don't really look it, and you, yeah, like, you like yes. you helped Carissa and like you apologized for leaking all this sexual information from Max's phone. I'm like, well, what about the girl that you like incriminated yeah, it's like, at yes, a tennis she, camp? She showed your like sex tape around. That was shitty of her, but like, yeah, that was bad. I know. Like, there's all of them. Like, everybody did really shitty things. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, except Russ. Russ, he was, an Russ and Gabby. Oh, I loved Gabby so much. I loved how she's like, everybody has armor. Mine is, I'm the person that pretends to not care, but that's just because I actually just care a lot. And I was like, oh, sweet, sweet young child. I know. And because she's younger, I'm assuming she's not 17. Because she's the younger sister yeah, of Max. I assume she's like so I'm like 16. A, yeah, like a year younger, yeah. maybe. Who's to say? But Who's I was still say? just like, oh, Gabby. Yeah, the love interests are the only non problematic people <laughs> in the And the headmistress. And the headmistress. Headmistress is queen. Oh my God. Loved her so much. Buffy, my queen. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, uh, so that's we enjoyed Do Revenge. That's why we enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about it. You can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. You can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at WenchBenchPod. And if you want to reach out, you can send us an email at WenchBenchPod at gmail.com. All of the art for the WenchBench was designed by the wonderful Tessa Joyce Regan. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Wherevile. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. God, it's brutal out here. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Like a hand ton. That's not a word. A hand ton. A hand, just a single hand. One, one hand. That's all I have. <laughs>